Well, welcome to Longmont Nazarene Church Online once again. Pastor Sid's not with us today. My name is Dean Claus, and I'll be bringing the message. The title of our topic is Contend for the Faith, and I'd like to open with prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence in our lives. We pray that you would now open our spiritual eyes and ears so that we can see and hear what you have for us. We pray also that you would give us the strength to live according to what you want to tell us. And Father, I ask for the ability to deliver this message that you have laid on my heart in a way that is clear and honors you. In Jesus' name, amen. So our scripture is Jude 3. It says, Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write, appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. And then we're also looking at Verses 20 through 23, it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others, show mercy with fear hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Before I get into the actual message, I want us to read the Apostles' Creed. In today's scriptures, Jude talks about the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints, but he doesn't define that faith. He assumed his readers knew what it is. We should too. The faith that was once for all delivered to the saints is the truth revealed to us by Jesus Christ, and taught to us by his apostles. Today, that faith is preserved in the scriptures. One of the best summaries of that faith is the Apostles' Creed. It says, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into Hades. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Church Universal, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. So imagine it's between 60 and 70 AD. The Christian church is spreading through the Roman Empire. The apostles and others who were eyewitnesses to the life, ministry, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus are aging. 
at least one of the apostles has already been martyred. There isn't a New Testament yet, but some of the apostles have written or are writing letters to the churches and to individuals who are important to them. Mark has written an account of Jesus' earthly ministry. It was Peter who provided Mark with the first-hand information needed for his narrative. Matthew has also written an account of Jesus' earthly ministry. Some of these letters and accounts of Jesus' life will one day be among the epistles and the gospels included in the New Testament. For now, however, the church still depends mostly on the apostles for authoritative instruction about Jesus. Some, like Paul, have mentored future leaders of the church. Nevertheless, there are people claiming to be teachers whose instruction differs from the teaching of those who were closest to Jesus. Now, Jude, one of Jesus' half-brothers, has written a letter. He is concerned. He said he wanted to write about the salvation all believers have in common. But some people within the church are trying to pervert the gospel and deny Christ. So, Jude, inspired by the Holy Spirit, appeals to your group to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. And you, being a faithful Christian, are determined by the strength of Almighty God in the person of the Holy Spirit to do what Jude says. You love your Lord Jesus Christ, and whatever else may happen, you want to be faithful to him. Yes, you will contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. Well, a lot has changed since Jude wrote his letter. The Christian church has certainly grown. In our time, well over two billion people consider themselves to be Christians. And the Bible now has both an Old and a New Testament. Our society considers it to be ancient literature. Nevertheless, it has been translated into more languages than any other book or set of books. For those who live in our country, it is available in many versions. There are things that haven't changed, too. There are still people, both inside and outside the church, who are trying to pervert the gospel, deny Christ. Just recently, I saw somebody trying to argue about Jesus' grace. I have seen or heard others try to use the scriptures to make a variety of political or social statements. I'm frustrated by most of this. Usually when I try to discern what these people are saying, it becomes clear that they don't understand the scriptures they use. Furthermore, they have missed the point of the gospel altogether. It's heartbreaking. Yes, there are things that haven't changed. Jude's appeal to the faithful to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints is as critical now as it was when he wrote his letter. So how do we contend or struggle for the faith? How do we fight this war for the truth? This morning, I want to try, at least in part, to answer that question. Jude doesn't give us a specific answer, but near the end of his letter, I think he provides some clues. Let's start with verses 20 through 23. But you... 
beloved, building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others, show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. According to these verses, we contend for the faith by building ourselves up in that faith, depending on God, and going on the offense. Let's look at each of these ideas in more detail. Point number one. We contend for the faith once for all by once for all delivered to the saints by building ourselves up in that faith. Before getting further into this, I want to make sure we understand that the faith once for all delivered to the saints is once for all. The truth Christians believe is fixed. It doesn't change. In Galatians chapter 1 verses 8 through 9, The Apostle Paul wrote, But even if we, or an angel from heaven, should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you receive, let him be accursed. The faith given to us by Jesus Christ and communicated to the church through the apostles, is fixed. It is unchangeable. We need to build ourselves up in that faith. We need to grow in the truth. So how do we do that? Well, in Acts 2.42, we see how the earliest Christians built themselves up in the faith. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. In other words, they were serious about church. The early believers were devoting themselves to the things the church does. The apostles' teaching that the early Christians devoted themselves to has come to us in the scriptures. We have the teachings of Christ and the apostles in the Bible. Through the centuries, The church has developed countless tools to provide biblical instruction. Preaching, Bible studies, Sunday school, catechisms, creeds, etc. We should be getting scriptural teaching through the church. So, Christians build themselves up in the faith through biblical instruction. Acts 2.42 also says they were devoted to fellowship. Church should be a place of true Christian fellowship. A couple Sundays ago, Bruce Tallman preached about Christian community. He reminded us that there is more to Christian fellowship than having a good time together. I won't use his exact words, but he reminded us that Jesus is uniquely present in Christian fellowship, that there should be deep connection in Christian fellowship, and there should be accountability in Christian fellowship. Christians should build themselves up in the faith through fellowship with other believers. Acts 2.42 goes on to say, the early Christians broke bread. That included fellowship, but many Bible scholars think it also included the Lord's Supper. When we take communion, Christ is present with us and 
we experience a special oneness with each other. Christians should build themselves up in the faith through participation in the Lord's Supper. Finally, Acts 2.42 mentions prayer. The early Christians prayed. We need to pray. Prayer should be a constant for us individually and in the church. Christians should build themselves up in the faith through prayer. So point number one was we contend for the faith once for all delivered to the saints by building ourselves up in that faith. That is done through devoting ourselves to biblical instruction, Christian fellowship, participation in the Lord's Supper, and prayer. Prayer is featured in the next point as well. The second point is we contend for the faith by depending on God. Let's read Luke 2, or Luke, I'm sorry, let's read Jude 20 through 21 again. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Jude mentions all the members of the Trinity in those verses. He first tells Christians to pray in the Holy Spirit. People will often ask if that refers to praying in tongues. According to the study materials I checked, it does not. Praying in the Holy Spirit is used in this passage to mean praying in the Holy Spirit as it is used in this passage means to pray in accordance with the Holy Spirit or pray with the help and power of the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit should be characteristic of all Christian prayer. In Ephesians 6.18, Paul tells us to pray in the Spirit all the time. Part of depending on God is praying in the Holy Spirit. Jude goes on to tell his readers to keep themselves in the love of God. I think that means we must continue to trust God to trust that he loves us, even if we have to suffer hardship, pain, sickness, or distress beyond our understanding. Keeping ourselves in the love of God means believing Romans 8:28. Let me read it. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Keeping ourselves in the love of God means sticking with him through everything, through the pleasant things and through the tough things. Keeping ourselves in the love of God means trusting that he is working all things out in a way that is good for us and his kingdom. Next, Jude uses the phrase, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. What is he trying to communicate here? I think there is a great deal of comfort in knowing that the struggles of living in this sin-ravaged world will end one day. There is a finish line, and those who have accepted the merciful provisions of Jesus' salvation will be invited to stand on the winner's podium with him. Jesus himself spoke some of the most comforting words in Scripture. Listen to what he said in John 14, verses 1 through 3. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. 
In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Christians, please hear this. We cannot contend for the faith by ourselves. The battle is too much. Ephesians 6.12 tells us, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. We must depend on God to do that. We need the powerful presence of the Holy Spirit, the love of the Father, and the mercy of Jesus that leads to eternal life. We contend for the faith by depending on God. Let's move on to the third point. We contend for the faith by going on offense. Remember what Jude wrote in verses 22 and 23? And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others, show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Christians need to look out for their brothers and sisters. Is there somebody we know who is struggling? Do they have doubts? Are they in danger of giving themselves over to falsehood? We should not condemn them or write them off. We need to show them mercy as we work to bring them back to a strong relationship with Jesus. There are many others who have already, there may be others who have already made the choice and have chosen lies rather than the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. We need to go to battle for them to see if by God's grace we can snatch them from the fire of judgment. And in doing these things, we must be careful not to get caught up in errors or sins with them. We love the sinners but hate the sins. We avoid even the garment stained by the flesh. We contend for the faith by going on the offense. We are living in dangerous times. We live in a day where many, both in and out of the church, call good evil and evil good. False ideas, false teachers are plentiful. But as Christians, I hope we can all say, we love our Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever else may happen, we want to be faithful to him. Yes, we will contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints by building ourselves up in that faith, depending on God and going on the offense. So let's get to it. Since the scriptures we used were from Jude today, I chose Jude 24 and 25 for the benediction. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless in the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. Go and contend for the faith.